0: Welcome to the Pinch to Zoom podcast, the show where we zoom in on the latest tech news, products and trends. I'm Stetson. I'm Gabe. And in this episode, we're talking about our 10 favorite CES gadgets released at CES 2021, as well as our 10 worst gadgets announced at CES 2021, the ones you want to avoid and not get at all costs. But before we dive into our CES 2021 coverage, let's talk about quick news. So Gabe,
1: roll that intro. Welcome to Quick News, where we cover the tech news you need to know about, but we don't necessarily have the time to talk about. Starting off, we had Godox, the company well-known for affordable video lights and on-camera flashes. They actually jumped into the ever-popular RGB tube lighting market with the release of their new TL60 tube light. Now, this 2.5-foot-long 18-watt light features onboard controls as well as Wi-Fi for wireless controls, and will be available starting mid-February for the price of $240. Next up on quick news, Amazon is opening up Alexa's
0: AI tech for car makers so they can build their own custom assistants. These assistants can have their own names, their own unique wake words, and Amazon will even help the car makers train the AI to have new voices. This integration will basically give you the functionality of Amazon Alexa without having automakers struggle to build their own assistants which we know would probably turn out worse than
1: Bixby. Google finally closed its $2.1 billion deal to acquire Fitbit after committing to the EU that it would protect user privacy and not use the health data for ads. However, the merger has yet to receive approval from the US Department of Justice as well as Australian authorities, so it remains to be seen whether or not Google is going to gobble up this tiny little Fitbit company.
0: Next up, Apple rumors. Apple rumors are pointing to a new iMac redesign that will have slimmer bezels and potentially look similar in design to the Apple Pro Display XDR that we have today. A new, smaller version of the Mac Pro is also rumored to be around the corner along with a more affordable consumer-focused Pro Display XDR to go with it. And finally, new MacBook Pros with a fresh redesign are coming out before the end of the year. The new MacBook Pros will have a 14-inch and 16-inch models. They will remove the touch bar, and they will add back some of our favorite ports, such as MagSafe and even the SD card reader. And of course, all of these new Macs will be using Apple Silicon.
1: Twitter has announced that it will be acquiring the social broadcasting app Breaker. The deal will see Breaker's team joining Twitter to help improve the health of public conversations on the service, as well as work on Twitter's new audio-based networking project, Twitter Spaces. And in other podcasting
0: news, Apple may be launching its own podcasting subscription service. Charging listeners a subscription fee could allow Apple to pay podcasters and entice them to release their podcasts exclusively on the Apple Podcasts platform. It's unclear of the timeline of the service or if it'll even see the light of day.
1: Finally, Samsung launched its new Galaxy S21 smartphone as well as some other smartphone-related products right at the end of CES. We could have included this in our CES coverage, but since we already did a full bonus episode, literally just recapping the whole event and talking about each product in depth, we decided not to. So if you want to hear more about that, go listen to that separate episode. It's episode 71. And yeah, enjoy it. Quick news. Quick news. That was quick news. It was actually quick. I love it. It was. We're finally getting better at this. So now let's actually get into talking about CES. Now, this was the first year that CES was all virtual. It's It's been been going for, I think, like 40 or 50 years or something incredible. And usually it takes place in Vegas every year. It kicks off the new year. It sets kind of the tone, basically. And something we've talked about in the past is oftentimes it's a little disappointing, right?
0: I mean, it's. Overinflated, I would say. You get all of these products that are unrealistic, and they're really more concepts. So, yeah. not stuff you can go out and buy today or even tomorrow. At best, in a couple months, and at worst, it's just future
1: tech that we never even
0: uh, see as consumers. It's
1: just yeah. Concepts. I actually, I was thinking about this. I actually broke it down to three types of products that you see on display at CES, or okay. that are virtually on display. Hey, at what CES? are the three types? So of the products? first one is. The products that are already in production and will be released within the next four to six months okay so we've you know tvs stuff that pretty much they're going to be announced they might even be a price with it and very soon you'll be able to buy it the next are the products that are still undergoing final design changes but will be released in the next 12 months okay so yeah. these are things that they, they kind will of will see the light of day but yeah. there's just like a long timeline for it exactly And then the final thing are products that have absolutely no schedule for release yet. These may be more than a cool uh, concept or design, or they might not be. They might just be literally the engineering teams going, hey, let's just throw something together. We can do this, and it's up to you how you can apply this. That's almost like
0: B2B. I feel LG is making a lot of transparent displays right now, and that's almost marketed for businesses. Like, hey, you can put this on a commuter rail and display information in a window or something yeah. like that.
1: Yeah, I mean, it might be that, or it literally might just be, hey, let's throw together a cool robot that will grab people's attention or s- something like that. But eventually, it might materialize. Like, you know, back in 2013, I think 2014, we saw the first, like, foldable screens and stuff. And then boom, five, six years later, it did eventually materialize in a phone. But if you were going, oh, we're going to see this next year back in 2013, yeah. which a lot of people might have thought, no, that's it not didn't happen. happen. Yeah,
0: it's almost like, Companies put stuff out there to see and inspire other people, like give someone else an idea. Like, oh, that's how I can leverage that technology. That solves this problem. Yeah. And so it's kind of
1: a nice expose. Yeah. So people have kind of gotten confused, and myself included, have gotten confused uh, with the CES show and thinking that it's more like a keynote like Apple or Samsung or DJI does, where it's like, here's our new product. You can buy it tomorrow. But it's really not that. There's, There's a couple maybe there that are like that, but most of it is just... All right, we're going to announce uh, stuff for the next, you know, kind of set the tone for the next six months to, to five years, 10 years, even.
0: It's, it's companies feeling the waters, testing yeah. their products. I think uh, it's one, a trade show. Yeah. So. One that I remember is last year Samsung
1: announced their Bali robot, yeah. and that never saw the light of day. So it just rolled out of nowhere, and it's gone. Yeah, right, it's so true. So let's get into this talking about it. You know, there was still over 1,900 exhibitors uh, and keynote speakers from major tech companies at this thing. It was a lot less talked about on Twitter and stuff. I read that there was, I think, 50% less articles and like a third of the tweets sent out. So not as big of a deal, but there was still a lot of stuff to dig through for us, and we decided to distill it down to the best five things, that uh, we would each bring. Yes, yeah. so we have 10, and then the 10 worst, total. The worst 10 thing. Yeah. Also, I mean, the worst five each. So 10 total. So 20 products we're going to bring or ideas here. Uh, what do you want to start with? The best or the worst? I want to start with the best. Let's start with the That's best. That's my favorite. That's what everyone likes to talk about. So let's start off with the best. Do you want to go in first with this? Yeah, sure. All I'll right. start
0: off. Uh, so CES, the one thing that CES is really known for is being a showcase of TVs. Oh, yeah. New TV display technology, the biggest TVs we've ever seen, the most expensive TVs. Uh, so this weird year, LG, Samsung, TCL, um, and Sony had their boosts up, of course. Uh, there are a lot of TVs. LG had their first 8K OLED TV. Uh, they had a second-generation OLED TV, which they're calling OLED Evo. Samsung had their own TVs. Uh, the ones I want to highlight for our audience, my number one pick, Samsung's Micro LED
1: TV okay so micro led we saw this last year something we saw the The wall wall. the wall the wall literally they just sold you a wall because the tv was so big here it
0: is yeah so this is the wall was made up of individual micro led squares that were built together this is an actual tv one unit that you can buy a 110 inch micro led tv Uh, for comparison that is 455 that's that's
1: almost 12 feet right it's huge yeah it's four
0: wow. 55 inch TVs stuck together. Okay. Massive. Uh, but what makes this so cool is OLED stands for Organic Light Emitting Diode. Yep. And that's
1: where the pixels can actually turn off and you get those perfect inky blacks i remember the the what was it the microsoft zune was the first thing that introduced this <laughs> way back in the 2000s yeah i think you're
0: right and the problem with that is the oh it's organic so it can actually decompose and you get pixel burn in that's not good it's where the image is stuck on the screen yep micro led fixes this by not using an organic compound it's using an inorganic material that will never degrade never decompose so in my opinion this is the future of display technology that's why it's my number one pick. So Here's can we can I go products. out and buy it? Soon? Uh, it is actually available. I think it's in okay. South Korea. Why didn't we get this? Uh, well, RTG. it's one
1: hundred fifty six thousand dollars. Oh, okay. So, so it's like, do you want to get a new house, or do you just want to have a micro LED TV <laughs> live out of the cardboard box with well, a, <laughs> with a huge micro LED TV as one wall? <laughs> yeah, it's one wall. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, that does sound cool. And eventually, we'll see that trickle
0: down, obviously, to consumer. That's, time yeah, anymore. that's the hope is that. You start out with this technology, and it can be built maybe into smaller devices first, like a watch or a phone, and then gradually expand depending on pricing. But, yeah, I, I love it. I was think there it's any the more future. TVs
1: you had that were a little more possibility? Uh, the one possibility? other TV,
0: yeah, a little bit more within reach, more yeah. affordable, uh, was TCL's OD0 mini-LED TV. Okay? okay. So what mini-LED is... people shouldn't get this confused, right? Or yeah, is it so the same thing? micro-LED is like OLED. The pixels emit their own light. Each pixel is an LED or whatever. Or, uh, it, yeah, it emitting, emits its own light. Yeah, self-emitting diode. Uh, these mini LED TVs have a backlight that is actually composed of mini LEDs. So these are LED units that are like a fortieth of the size of normal LEDs. Super tiny. I think uh, the the newest TVs are fitting like thirty thousand of these behind the panels. Wow, that's insane. Okay. And what these allow you to do is have dimmable zones. So you get localized dimming where if an area of the picture is black, those LEDs can turn off. So this helps improve contrast, but it's at a super affordable price. So TCL introduced it as their OD zero or optical depth zero which just means the the mini LED backlight panel array is flush against the display. So you're getting better color accuracy, better vibrancy, better brightness, uh, there's less blooming around the pixels, and it's going to look awesome. So, and uh, TCL is known for having super affordable TVs. It's coming with their six series TV, um, and the 65 inch this year was $900. So I'd expect a similar price for this technology as well.
1: Yeah, I actually, as as my best thing moving on uh, for CES, or one of the best things I had was 8K TVs and OLED TVs becoming more affordable because. Right now they're, you know, I think you were looking at OLEDs and they're like starting at $1400, 1500. Pretty much, yeah, for, for 50, 55
0: 55 inches, you're looking at I almost want to say like 14 to 1500 yeah. minimum yeah. for new, and sometimes even uh, open box deals could get you down to like 1200,
1: but that was yeah. the absolute lowest. like yeah, you're really searching the, the discounts. Um and 8K TVs, I think start at like maybe 1800, 1900, but pretty much always like 2000 and up. 2000 up, yeah. So what the good thing here is we're actually seeing those come down in prices. We saw TCL Announced it would be bringing 8K to those six series TVs that you mentioned. Okay, and those are known for being well, not the most affordable ones that TCL offers. They're known for often starting under a thousand. So they haven't announced prices yet, but 8K coming to under a thousand that could be great. That's pretty. That'd be pretty awesome. I mean, there's definitely going to be drawbacks too. Yeah, but- 8, 8K. I mean.
0: If you have to get a more affordable 8K TV then it's like what 55 inches and then do you need 8K?
1: But if you're like really sitting really close to your TV often having the extra pixels yeah. could be pretty nice. More importantly, we're seeing OLED becoming more affordable and uh not TCL because they're not really in on that OLED game, but LG actually announced that it would be releasing a new series called the A1 uh, and these series of TVs would be OLED and won't feature stuff like a 120 hertz refresh rate or uh, hdmi 2.1 so it won't be as premium as other models but it will be oled and will hopefully bring uh the oled tvs down more to like 1500 or maybe even a thousand some a thousand that'd be so nice i I don't know i think that's a little too much to hope for but at least to 1500 would bring it into a price range of more you
0: know yeah you know that's actually kind of what i spend on our tv yeah so the fact that i could get oled for that pretty enticing given the the contrast ratio the picture quality and 60 hertz is fine for pretty much all content even if you are gaming like
1: yeah yeah i mean 4k 60 unless is you're fine. super into gaming yeah you if, don't you did, really if you need, need
0: 120 then i would hold off go with a different tv but for just general movie consumption general gaming i think the picture quality oled offers super enticing yeah and we should, should
1: see both of these come out most likely august september sometime in there
0: yeah, I think um typically it's I even want to say like March or, or sooner.
1: No, the six series last year I looked they were oh, available they're... August. Um okay. LG we don't know because it's a new line entirely, but I'm gonna say it's gonna be before Q- Black Q3. Friday. Q three maybe. Uh maybe Q two if we're lucky. Sure. Yeah.
0: Uh what do you have up next? I have one. Okay. Uh continues the OLED train. I think that's right. our that's our theme. I'm going with LG's OLED four K ultrafine monitor right? So a lot of laptops have used OLED displays in the past, but this is, from my understanding, the first standalone monitor you can get. That is OLED. It's a 31.5-inch 4K monitor. Uh, It looks similar to Apple and LG when they had their LG Ultrafine. Yeah, now
1: this is also the Ultrafine by LG and Apple. Yeah, exactly. So this
0: this isn't the same. It's a very similar design aesthetic, but it's a completely different panel. Um, But what's really amazing here, it's got USB-C, it can deliver 90 watt power delivery to oh, charge. Oh, that's awesome. MacBook even up
1: pros, yeah, the 16 inch. Mm-hmm,
0: even up to that. Uh, and yeah, the OLED, you're getting that beautiful color contrast ratios. The only thing I'm uncertain oh,
1: of. Okay, yeah, there's always a caveat. Yeah, that there's always too a caveat.
0: good to be true. Is as I talked about, OLED is kind of known for having those burn in issues. And that's especially a problem with computers where you have your, your menu bar, the your die, yeah. just in the same spot all day, every day. And so I think with pixel shifting, LG may be able to get around that. That's where the pixels literally shift everything over by like one row of pixels just so they get something different. But I, that could be an issue we have yet to see. Either way, I'm excited about it. Was there a price for that or no, not yet? No pricing revealed yet. What do we think? Probably going to be 500. I was putting it closer to like 1500 Yeah, you're probably right. Because, I don't know what I was thinking. Yeah, what were you thinking? I was thinking? smoking the good stuff there. The LG Ultrafine, just the regular that came out with Apple, I think started at 1200 for yeah. the 27-inch 5K. So a 31.5-inch 4K yeah, OLED. I, probably more. Probably closer to 2000 actually.
1: I think 1500 That's 1500, my bet. $1,500? All right. Yeah. We'll, we'll wait to see on that. Next up, I had... Now, this is... I don't know if this actually should be in the best things from CES, but I am a drone fanatic and a camera fanatic. And you don't get much for drones and cameras at CES. It's more, like we said, dominated by TVs, kind of smart home stuff, well, we had, wearables. What was it, Autel Robotics, right? Autel Robotics, That it doesn't really count because they announced both of those drones, I think, essentially last year at CES as well. And they just reannounced them this year because <laughs> they're finally, possibly, might be available sometime soon. They still don't have pricing on either of them. It was the Dragonfish, uh, which is like an eight-foot wingspan drone that has a 120-minute flight time. Probably going to be like... Seven, $8,000, and then they have the Evo RTK, which is really just for surveying and mapping. So both of those don't really count. The one that is interesting, Sony Airpeak. Now, we had heard about this back in the fall. There'd been a little teaser clip that had gotten people so excited. And now they finally, they haven't taken the wraps off it fully because it's still not out. It's not going to be released until Q2, like later this spring. But they did show us three videos, which gave us a lot to look at and really... um Pretty much uh, enjoy. I, uh, yeah. Enjoy and gave us everything we need to know about this drone except for the pricing and like the fine details. So, uh, everything we needed to know, but nothing we but wanted nothing, to know. Yeah, exactly. Right. So, right off the bat, it's going to be able to carry a Sony Alpha full frame camera, which is huge. This is so, I'd say the A7 uh, series probably one of the most popular camera series
0: yeah sony really took off with their mirrorless cameras they're used by tons of video we're filming right now
1: on uh, a7s3s right
0: now beautiful the autofocus the dynamic range the color i mean even for photographers
1: more and more photographers are using their uh the a7r series so super popular camera and they're going huh why don't we just create a drone that can carry this you know we have all the tech in some way whether it's camera sensors or lidar we we make that also That's exactly what they're doing. This is going to be, it looks like, between the size of the DJI Inspire 2 and the Matrice 600. It'll have dual batteries for hot swapping and redundancy, 360 obstacle avoidance, and a controller that works with a tablet smartphone, kind of like DJI does. Okay. Uh, So the one thing, though, which, you know, a lot of people are getting excited for this drone. I just want to temper expectations. This is not for you. Why is it not for me? I'm, I'm, I was ready well, to buy it. For, okay, there's probably one person listening to this podcast that it might be for. Okay. Or maybe not one. It's but for the, you. No, it's not really even it's for me. It's not even for you. It's because the price range, I'm thinking, is going to be, best case scenario, $4,000. If, they really, if they're really, if they trying to like absolutely not profit off this and just using it as a way to promote their A7 camera line, they'll do that. Otherwise, it's going to be between five and $7,000.
0: Yikes, yes. on top of what's like typically a $4,000 camera exactly. body, right?
1: So, and then lenses, like, oh, you're looking at a rig that's going to cost upwards of, with accessories and all kitted out, like ten dollars to $12,000 easily. So, this isn't even actually really aimed at the Inspire 2. This is more Matrice 600 and the Free Fly Systems crowd. It's got a lot to live up to. It really does. I think it will be an awesome drone, and I think it will be really. Popular among who it's intended for, which is kind of—it's not even indie cinematographers. It's really more like professional companies, you you know, like whether I mean, I I can the see NFL is filming stuff or yeah, maybe like you're right. Really big companies that want a drone that's not you know they don't need cinema level and they don't need that big of a drone, but they this want this is pretty close. It it can get very good quality, and I I think you know eventually we will see a more consumer focused drone from them. Yeah, Uh but. Until then, yeah, don't
0: get your hopes up that this is going to be for you. Is it like the Tesla strategy? They release the expensive one first, use that money to fund That's, the-
1: that's what I hope. I also hope they don't get disheartened or, you know, disenchanted with making drones and give up on it too quickly because it
0: it might everyone not... Everyone else has done that.
1: Yeah, a lot of... We've seen so many drones enter the space and then fly away and yeah. never never come back because the my main worry about this drone just right off the bat is that it's not going with DJI's model and the popular model of incorporating a camera. And it's going, we're going to actually put on a camera, which we know from companies like GoPro and other companies who have done it before that makes you build the drone bigger. It makes it bulkier, makes it you know not as easy to use. And it really puts in this awkward space between cinema cameras, which are all right. You're going to get the best quality. That's all you yeah, care about. Yeah, you don't yeah. care about how big the drone is. You know, you just want super good quality. And then, easy portable cameras. And so I'm not sure people who are buying A7 cameras are usually about that portability. Right, right. This, is, right. this is in a weird area. So I, I'm still excited about it. I still can't wait to see, you know, once we get some people getting hands on it, what it's like. You know. I'm I'm curious more about the software. That's actually. also, I was going to say the app. Yeah. If you've used DJI uh, or Sony's Alpha app, oh, it's not oh, yeah, the best. Just, oh, yeah, oh. right. It, compared to DJI, Sorry. it's awful. So, They'll definitely have to do some good software development, but yeah, look for this in spring. Uh, and hopefully, it'll be beautiful and you know, majestic, majestic. The yeah, app and, is beautiful and, and will be the beginning of some new whole line of drones from Sony.
0: I would love to see that. Yeah, okay. Next up on my list okay. is something a little bit more tangible, very right. simple, elegant. It's a UV light pen sanitizer. Okay, we saw a lot of this yeah you so, saw a lot, a lot of, of uv, UV you're everywhere playing
1: a drinking game that every time someone mentioned uv in like a keynote or something you'd be just like alcohol poisoning you would you would in be hospital. in a hospital yeah. what
0: actually that's where this could be used so okay. this is called the sterorite, and it's a uv light pen sanitizer and what you do is you basically have your pen you put it in the top it's like almost like a, a ferris wheel is that the the huge wheel that spins oh, okay, around okay gotcha yeah and uh, it just like cycles the pen, it sterilizes it, and it spits it out the bottom like a little dispenser. That is pretty cool, I gotta say, because I've seen so many places where they have like used and unused. Yeah, and you get and confused dirty. and like you grab the wrong one. I think this could be great in hospitals, or easily. even some
1: places have just said keep the pens.
0: Yeah, it's like, yeah, a lot of that. that feels so wasteful. And then you get another pen that you don't you, you don't lose, use, draw you draw out. out yeah. yeah, so I think this is actually great. Hospitals keep everything nice and sterile, especially with an item that you're using so frequently. And that could potentially pass between multiple hands. Yeah. Do any price or anything on that
1: or just I don't have any pricing right. or availability that's, that's, on that. That's not surprising. That's pretty much everything here. Well, I the next thing I have is uh this super concepty project called Razor. It's by Razor. So I don't think i have okay. mentioned them yet, but they were there. They were, you know, in big presence. They were doing we, a lot of things. I have them later also in my worst category. I think Ooh. so. Love to see that. But uh it's called Project uh Brooklyn. And this really, beyond just being cool, I really think it exemplifies the perfect example of how to do a concept project to grab people's attention and imagination. So for one, it's in the entertainment category. Okay. So that's I'm good. Intrigued. That's good because you don't have to create a use case for people. You can just go, hey, it's fun and it's entertaining. Yep. You don't have okay. to be like Samsung solving oh, a problem. This is how this robot or this is how this fridge solves a problem that you don't <laughs> yeah. have. You know, You can just be like, it's awesome. Look how cool it is. And they made it flashy, literally flashy, because it has lights on it. And the name is pretty good, the Razer Project Brooklyn. Uh, anyways, what this is, if leave leave you in a suspense a little less, is a gaming chair Ooh. with a 60-inch rollout screen that hangs right in front of the person who's sitting in the chair. Perfect. I'll read, their, I'll read their advertising verbatim. At the touch of a button, Project Brooklyn deploys an expansive 60-inch rollout OLED display stowed in its back, plunging you into the action as you savor a truly panoramic experience with stunning visuals and crisp detail. Wow! Right? You gotta, you gotta check out the image of this chair. It's pretty insane. Uh, it also has tactile feedback, like haptic feedback, built into the chair. Oh my goodness! has a carbon fiber bucket seat, and, and it's embedded with Razer's signature Chroma RGB lighting. Which I think you have one. Do you have one of their control or keyboards? Or I have a different keyboard. Different but keyboard. But people know RGB it. yeah, everything. It's that really super cool. Mm. Hasty, uh, yeah. Sign so, me up. Can I get two? Uh, yeah, we have no idea when this... If this will ever it come will out. It will probably it's never come just out. just the concept, but it does look pretty... Pricing, 200000 Pretty awesome. Oh, yeah, but I mean, they'd have a market in YouTubers or Twitch gamers. Oh, yeah. Someone would guarantee. get it. It would be insane. Yeah, but yeah. hey, check it out. You can dream. Uh, what's
0: up next? Speaking of RGB LED lights, actually, okay. this is kind of a surprising one for me, but I gave uh, one of the winners to Twinkly LED lights. Yeah. So Twinkly makes... They're actually known for their Christmas lights. You can get addressable yeah, Christmas tree lights. Very expensive Christmas lights. They're expensive, but you can customize the decorations, the patterns, the stripes. Looks really cool. Yep. And they just announced uh, two key products. First is the Twinkly Squares. Okay, so these are very similar to the... Nanoleaf. The Leaf panels. Yep. Exactly. Go on walls. So they're squares. You can create custom designs. Something like a Mona Lisa with, you know, a pixelated design. Uh, and they look really nice. So great to have a competitor to the Nanoleaf squares and mm-hmm. then we also have twinkly flex this is a flexible rgb led tube that can be bent and shaped into whatever you want so you can actually uh, maybe if you want something similar to a neon sign that says your name grab oh, this wow. tube you bend it in the shape you want and it's led so you can reshape it you can reuse it you can have it stand have up on its own that. i looked really cool and i believe it's addressable too okay, so you can have different really segments good. light up in different colors Wow, do we have any any availability or anything on that or? I don't. I mean, no. Twinkly's current products are available, so I'm expecting reasonably soon, but unfortunately I wasn't able to find that. Yeah. As yeah. with most of CES,
1: it's just a mystery box. Light on light on details like price and availability, which is the stuff you actually want to know. So, that's yeah, that does look really cool. I saw that too. And uh, you know, I'm always looking for new ways to like change up the lighting in a room. Yeah, competitors so. to Philips Hue, creating a nice mood,
0: getting some Ambiance going or whatever. Right. So uh,
1: the thing I had up next was uh, very flat. I think this really grabbed the attention. Probably if anyone if anyone paid any attention to CES, like th- you know, last year was I think foldable phones. Right, this year is going to be the year of rollable phones. Ooh, yeah, we saw both TCL. You're, wait, you're putting this in your best? It's a spicy take. It's, it's a you have to because of how much it grabbed the attention even though it might never materialize well it is materializing i mean it is materializing even though it might be an absolute flop once it materializes just how much it grabbed the literally it was a 3 second clip from lg's keynote just got gifted by everyone and was all over the internet of this phone unrolling out wider tcl also not to be outdone had a, a scrollable uh touch screen that was like by scrollable no, not you no, scroll it, it would was a scroll turn into a scroll yeah and so roll up like a scroll like uh, door, of the Explorer's map and then unroll when you're out there and it's digital. And then they also had a rollable phone as well. LG has confirmed they will be releasing a rollable phone. Yeah, so LG
0: confirmed this year we'll see that product materialize. So that is kind of cool. Uh, it will
1: most likely be... More than $2,000, I could almost guarantee. No, I think
0: 2000 I Maybe, think if they're competing with the, the Z the Fold,
1: I think it needs to be $2,000 tops. That's, that's the pre- limit right now until Apple comes out with their $4,000 exactly. iPhone. Exactly. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. And then everyone gets the okay until the, to until raise Apple prices. Apple innovates on Yeah. <laughs> huh. What if we could just charge double that? Boom. There's an innovation. I don't know. Do
0: you think a rollable device makes sense as a concept? That's my big question here. And that's why I didn't include it. I I don't know. It's... We still have to see
1: it, yeah. It might not make any sense. All right, you have a huge rollable scroll. Like, How do you touch it? Because I'm I'm holding one... It's in two hands. You're 100% right, but I still think this deserves to be in the best of just because of CES, a lot of it isn't about actually releasing usable devices. Well, it's about releasing things that just grab tools in it. Okay, all right. I can respect that. For an attention-grabbing
0: display, yeah. I think I'm really concerned about actual structural
1: integrity, durability. We could do a whole podcast on how this exactly worked. Absolutely the work. worst implementation ever. This could have been almost included in my worst products too. So, okay. Yeah. Now, do you have do you have anything else left or for the best of? I have we already went through my best oh, products. Okay, we had got, the yeah.
0: Micro LED, the OD0, the OLED UltraFine monitor, the
1: right pen sanitizer and the Twinkly LED okay. lights. All right. I guess I, I see I put my two TV things together as one. That's why I got confused. Well, fine. they, okay, they my- stood out to me.
0: They deserved their own separate time. Well, anyways,
1: I'll do my uh, last thing. I had the, the M- mudra. I don't know M- mudra Apple Watch band. Now this looks like a normal Apple Watch band. You know, okay, So it's just like one of these. Yeah, something well, you put exactly on your wrist. Like, okay, you r- just slide it any in the other one. But what it does have is it has kind of like a ECG. It has these little square sensors in the bottom of it, uh, so they press against the down the. F- underside your, of your, your wrist, okay. And what they're able to do is sense the like when you move your fingers, your brain is sending an electromagnetic, not electromagnetic, electron, electro tr- pulse, basically an electron, electric signal through your nerves that's up weird. to your fingers. That's how like that's how you transmit and feel things. But so what it does is it's able to sense those signals and then assign them to different actions that you can can set in your on your Apple Watch using the app. So it connects to your Apple Watch via Bluetooth. And then, you know, you can just point your finger and it will maybe call someone. or So it's like
0: a gesture. It's like, exactly wow. Why it's
1: really cool, I think, is because oftentimes, like, to use an Apple Watch, you have to turn or any watch-based, band-based thing, you have to actually use, t- you know, you have to position your arm awkwardly. And then you have to get your. I hand. think this is a majestic flex, <laughs> right? I look cool when I do But imagine just this. being able to do that and keep your other hand doing whatever you want, and you know, raise a finger, clench your fist, put up a pinky, and you know, you could text back someone, call someone, you could initiate directions to home, start a timer, whatever you want. Like I, th- I don't know. I think it's really cool. It's I like, think I think that's actually harder than just touching it. Well, I mean, we'll have to see. I don't know. I included it in the, the best of because I could easily see Apple or someone buying this company or implementing similar idea in future watches but i just think we need some other way to interact with the watch and this was a very novel approach i do, do you ever use the uh, nose technique i actually will I use my used, nose i have used my I nose poke my watch but that's what i'm saying this is, that has to be a lot
0: easier than the nose technique i like my nose technique All it's right. actually a challenge you try and like align your nose you go in well, for i the- figured
1: this my other option for this was the maze fit watches and those well cool because they're cheap and you know getting Apple watch like uh, features under uh, like under $150. They didn't really feel like best of. So this was, yeah, that was the best of tech from CES 2021. Now we're heading into the other side, the dark side, the worst. And honestly, though, the thing with a lot of this stuff, the worst of tech uh, for CES is a lot of it could have almost been best of, right? It's like so close where I could almost fit it into the best, but then you're like, no, maybe not. I, for for me, yeah. my
0: categories, like I kind of said, all right, this is the worst because there's no real world application,
1: but it was also still cool. Yeah, it was like so. Okay, I'll take my first one for example. Yeah, what's your first one? My first one was one that also grabbed attention as well as dishes out of a dishwasher and <gasps> drinks off the counter. It was the Samsung Bot Handy. I liked the Bot Handy. You didn't now, like okay, the Bot Handy? Is, I liked it, but it still is the worst of tech. Now, let me just explain, or worst of CES. Sorry, I'm, we're stuck in our worst of best of tech episodes. Oh, yeah, those the, bonus series. Yeah. Uh, but the Samsung Bot Handy, Samsung year after year, is just, you know, they're huge in the smart home space, and they always are rolling out some type of robots. Last year, you mentioned the Bali or whatever it was. Every year there's robots and they're not the only company LG does this too. a lot of companies robots pretty much it's like TVs robots smart home is what dominates uh, CES so this bot handy thing is huge uh, almost the size of a person like it's pretty big like countertop height at least. And it they say it's able to, you know, detect the size, weight, material of whatever it's grabbing so it can pick it up correctly and not shatter your cup when it squeezes too tightly or whatever. And then it can unload the dishwasher, serve you drinks or whatever. Yeah, right. It seems kind of cool initially, right? I think it still but sounds I just, cool. I just think this is uh continuing to like the problem of CES, where it's like cool but like mostly impractical, expensive, and beckoning into our dystopian like ro- robot future.
0: I don't know, like what if you know you're a single caretaker or something, or yeah. someone's disabled or has a disability? I think bought Handy
1: boom set the table, load the dishes I, in the dishwasher. I don't know. I mean, could you imagine your that, that thing is so big, like it it it's would just majestic. dominate our down, like our little li- like most people's houses would just be just dominated by this huge robot. Well, it's not
0: for them; it's for the people who live in their mansions
1: with huge yeah, floor plans. I, all right, like it's it's cool, but I put this in kind of like flying cars back in the. Ease, I think right? this is the most help, the second most helpful
0: robot we saw at CES. Jeez, no, that is yeah, so. That's
1: my take. That's I, I think right? it's great. This gets filed into the category of twenty years from now, we we'll be like, what was Samsung thinking? Because obviously now, twenty years later, we have this robot that's a lot smaller, does it better, like does it in a completely different way we didn't think of. Because we created cups that were magnetic, so then they levitate along the count. Like, right? It's like it's a it's an attempt with old technology to solve a new futuristic problem, and it's just. Sorry, I liked it. I would say their vacuum robot it was cool. Oh, the, the vacuum! The vacuum the I almost it? put that the in my dustbot attack. 90 AI. That's very correct. cool. Also, see that's very expensive as well, but it's something that's that's actually practical. Solves a problem that a lot of current robot vacuums have, and yeah, I think yeah. So it will this be this robot useful. vac
0: uses AI, basically a bunch of sensors and sensors, lasers to and stuff. It it detects in its own
1: thing. Auto empties, Auto empties, detects yeah. objects, really goes cool. around
0: toys, TV remotes, socks. The one thing
1: they still have to solve with robot vacuums is price. Maybe. I mean, you got an affordable one. I got one. an affordable one, but it's bring, trickling down those expensive features to more affordable. Yeah, okay. Yeah, we'll people. see that. Maybe that's like a 10-year, five-year timeline. Five-year thing, I think. We'll get it for sure. Anyways, we're not going to... You think... I liked it. Bought handy. We're friends. You can hit right. me up. Uh, yeah. We're pals. See, I'll get it It'll never
0: exist. That'll, that'll show Gabe. You'll just have him arm wrestle. That's the good. If you can bring me beverages All right, mid-podcast. All so what's up for your worst of
1: then? How do you see it?
0: Yeah, so my worst of tech i went with um this is my best worst of tech okay this is <laughs> you, lg's rollable uh, wait as in OLED. this is the most worst no or, or this, <laughs> this is... is like my bot handy okay well you may like it where other people cool, may like it cool but you're just like nah it's the lg transparent rollable oled tv so this is different than their phone That's this rollable. is correct so this is a tv that rolls into its base lg actually displayed a rollable tv last year yeah but this year they made it transparent and they put it at a foot of a bed because, obviously, that number one spot that I need a transparent Because well, I'm always
1: trying to talk to people at the bottom of my bed, right? I'm yep. in my bed. They're standing past the bottom of my bed. And I'm trying yeah. to talk to them. You see through the TV. Yeah. There you go. Uh, but what <laughs> made it especially bad
0: is in the demo, Samsung had mounted an LG TV on the wall behind the transparent TV. But I just want
1: it closer to me. That's all. You just right? I want to see both one, TVs. I want one for when I'm sitting at the foot of my bed or standing there. And then one for when i laying in my bed. Well, what happened was the contrast was just so bad
0: because it was transparent <laughs> that you had to put a black box behind oh, it. Oh, really? That's what it was in oh the form of gosh. another TV. Well, I, yeah, I just I have I don't see any use case for this. Yeah. I think it's a really silly product. They demonstrated having a transparent OLED on like commuter rails and yeah, stuff. I think I
1: think transparent like might have a thing, but rollable window, transparent. Yeah, it's just, why? What, I don't know. What am I doing? Yeah, so, I, it's cool. It looks futuristic, but. No, that was, yeah, that that was my I, number I one. I agree with that. Uh, let's go. I had now another super expensive thing, Th- something you can actually buy eventually. I don't know if it's out now, but it's the Chamberlain MyQ pet portal door. Okay. Right? Well, that's, I mean, that sounds reasonable to me. Now, yeah. this is a, a pet door. Okay. Okay. It goes for $3,000. Uh, well, I'm not in the door market, but that sounds a little expensive. Well, you would be in the door market because this isn't just the pet door, you have to actually, it comes with the whole door installed. <laughs> <laughs> because of all the technology that's jammed into it, like you have to buy a whole a door. door and just replace your pet door. I mean, it does cool stuff, I guess. Like, does it open? Yeah, does it, it o- close? right. It opens. It has your pet has a Bluetooth collar and it okay. can activate for that, or you can control it remotely and look via the webcam and open and close it for your pet. And you can okay. also like talk to your pet too, right? So it kind of fits into that Good. market of like cameras that you set up to communicate with your pet. And like some of them throw a ball and stuff, right? This is like that, but this is a $3,000 thing that replaces your door and fixes a problem that was non-existent, basically. I don't know. I actually think, again, this might actually have a chance. Why? Hot take. Okay, so the pet door closes, which actually keeps out animals. Well, but they already have stuff like that. You can set timers, and you can already... They have things that have Bluetooth trackers that activate doors. Okay, yeah, but it's so, stupid. So this is like just... This is a more premium and expensive version. If anything, like... It would be cool if they created something out of a camera that could use AI to recognize your pet versus a different animal or something.
0: Okay, my rat like a raccoon would fool it and then you get yeah. a yeah.
1: whole family of <laughs> raccoons in. No, I just yeah, I could see it just having a camera and like a couple other things, but the fact they have to replace your whole door and the fact that it's $3000, no, worst of. Okay.
0: Yeah, yeah, I can see that. That makes sense. Yeah. All what right, what up next? Uh next up. Number two for you. Circling back to TVs. Oh jeez. Uh, this is a quick one, short and sweet. LG ditched their old webOS. You're hating on LG TV software and just redid it in that classic like grid of icons and TV shows, and um, the actual interface Wait, kind of like Roku and stuff. Or? Yeah, like Roku. So it's, it's like, good, but it's also no. Just... It's, it got worse. Oh really? People actually really likes the old interface. It was unique and yeah, it was of... unique, different, quick, ah. easy to dip into, dip out of. No need to like have it up all the time yeah now it's oh, just man. so they took something functional
1: and made it worse well, that's why i don't like it thanks lg uh the next thing i had where i was on your list for some reason. yeah why were you looking at my list i don't know uh the next thing i had i guess oh gosh it's so hard to decide but let's go to razor we already talked about them before now this is their project hazel which a lot of people loved yeah, right? okay where's this list coming from <laughs> i don't know i just get you were just like, things. you didn't like it. You got angry at what this, this what,
0: beautiful mask. I mean, in, in a way, it
1: is, it is beautiful and it is nice, right? It's it, essentially, yeah, it's a mask, not just like... Yeah, what is it? Describe like it in Carrey, full. Mask. But it's the masks that we've ha- been having to wear for the past year, to you know, because of COVID, uh, to keep, you know, germs, whatever, viruses away from other people. And this solves the problem because it's clear. So you can read people's, you know, you can see their mask, uh, see mouth, their mouth, see its see nice. You can see like, them It's kind of nice. It has a built-in amplifier, which <laughs> so you That's can great. hear their voice. Your voice isn't muffled. That's and a huge problem. It has
0: lighting. That's uh, even better. I love lighting. <laughs> RGB, everything. Your mouth will light I up, so you know. can see
1: them in the dark. I this is, this was probably actually more than the Bot Handy. This was one that could have easily been in the best of, and I just wanted to talk about, but I thought deserved to be more in the worst. In the worst of because it's so bulky. It's Two hundred dollars, I think, you know, it's replaceable cartridges. I, I I mean, maybe I'm I should be more pessimistic about the future and the fact that we're gonna be having way more viruses and way more pandemics. <laughs> so and maybe the air outside will become so polluted that we're gonna need to all have masks like this, you know, kind of like Blade Runner or something like that. Sure. Where it's like you can't go outside unless you have a mask on and so hey, you just gotta have your two hundred dollar raised. I, liked it. I mask. think
0: I liked the U V case it came in. So you like you're done wearing it, you throw it in there, it yeah. sanitizes, you're all good to go.
1: I mean, it it's cool if you were like, if you were just looking at face masks.
0: Yes, this is cool. But no one's gonna wear this in public. I think that's yeah, the, that's, that's right the... now at least.
1: But but uh, hey, I you know my pessimistic my pessimistic self says we'll all be wearing this in twenty years because the world's gonna be so polluted and we're gonna have viruses just r- raging. I'll just get it constantly. and wear it at home. You know, yeah. I think that's how cool it is. Bane, I'm, I'm just... kidding. Yeah. <laughs> If they do add voice effects, effects that would make it cool. Huh? <laughs> that would make it worth it. <laughs> yeah. All right. From
0: worst to best. Yeah. Now I think we're we're definitely heading into the worst now. Okay. Yeah. This is this is product. Uh, got a lot of headlines. It's uh, the cold snap instant soft serve ice cream maker. Okay, sounds good. That on the sounds onset. really good, like a Keurig yeah. for ice cream. It's exactly that's the perfect. That's I actually wrote that. It's like a Keurig, yeah. but for ice cream, verbatim.
1: I love it. I'm gonna buy it now.
0: Right. Uh. Well, hold your horses, what? there, cowboy. So you have to take the ice cream pods, right? You got to storm in your freezer. Yeah. And these pods right. are going for three for two dollars a pop. Two two ninety nine. But how 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 big are they? It's basically one serving.
1: How much is one like a pint? Because uh, a, a, a pint of pint. Ben and Jerry's is five bucks.
0: Well, all right. The problem is the actual retail cost of this Keurig-like ice cream dispenser, yeah, five hundred to a thousand dollars. Oh jeez! So you can get
1: five hundred. I would, I could. That's see. about a
0: hundred pints of delicious. Yeah, but you get Ben and Jerry's ice cream,
1: self-serve, instant.
0: Okay, no, you have to have the five hundred to a thousand dollars, and then add on oh, the two ninety-nine per pod. Uh, all right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I. I it's I, just why you know. How support, fast
1: does it make it? Did they show it off or not?
0: I. It's unclear to me. Okay. I'd say what uh, estimate? Maybe it's a brewing time. So you yeah. put it in, and then it's pushes. It yeah, out this will something.
1: be the type of thing that's like you see in mansions, and you see like rich people get to yeah, and just it's have. It's almost more of a hassle. You just you have to make it. And they like, never use it, but they just have your it on pints the are ready to eat. Yeah. You just
0: get them out. You pop in the microwave.
1: And, mm. No. Yeah. This is. Yeah. It does seem pretty dumb. I so did I was, see that pop up. On go to your next one. List. I've got
0: a really exciting one after. Okay. This. I
1: have the next one. I have. Did I start this thing off? Yeah. I did. So this is my fourth one. Got two more each. Uh, going into the fashion category with the Rouge Sur Mesure. Is that is that how you botched pronounce it? That? Nope, completely botched it. Oh, what do you think? I have no idea. I just give, know a, you chance. Botched it. give a chance. Give <laughs> it. I'll try it yeah. live on the podcast. Yeah. It's the Rouge Mesure. Oh, okay. You didn't take French. It's definitely a Rouge Rouge, uh, it's rouge by, Sur Mesure. Rouge Mesure. By uh, Is it uh, Ives Saint Laurent Beauty? Uh, it goes for $300. That's not bad. And what is it? What is it? All right. So, yeah, because it's all in French, basically, and it's not, it doesn't have anything in the title to make you understand what it is. What this is is, you know, uh, well, actually, you don't know. I don't either because we're both guys and we don't wear makeup. But for girls, I guess they think that girls, you know, wear lipstick and they're constantly adjusting, you know, the hues, what shade of lipstick they want. So they said, huh, instead of, like, figuring out some way to make lipstick, more affordable well just lipstick and everything has a huge profit margin so instead of just cutting their profit margins and making lipstick more affordable for people they said no why don't we just take like make this tech product where you take like three tubes of this lipstick and it combines and can create different shades using them oh i think I so saw you this. can like connect it to an app because everything has an app and you can go on the social network in the app mm-hmm. and look up different shades and swap shades with people. Wow. And you can also like scan your outfit and then get a shade of lipstick that's complementary to that. Okay. So, no. So, I, this might get me to start wearing lipstick. lipstick <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, because it's a tech product. We got to wear lipstick now. I just I think try it, it. it's an overcomplicated and pricey tech solution to a maybe existing problem, but to something they're exacerbating. And it's... A waste of electronics like electronics take up precious resources this is the same thing with the pet door honestly too like this is something that doesn't need such a techie fix yeah, something like just, we, we devoted time energy and resources to this yeah no i absolutely horrible i mean some people will buy it you'll definitely see this on beauty channels on youtube getting unboxed and used but okay okay i've got squarely one squarely in the worst category all right i've got second one. to last one for you what is it the toto wellness toilet well, okay. I mean, Toto does. I've they used make their bidets and their yeah. toilets and stuff. They're good products. They're good
0: products. This toilet goes a little bit too far. Right. Okay, what? so get this: it scans your butt print. Number one. Okay, you sit down to do
1: what? To make sure it's you. To make it sure you're scans you? your
0: butt print. Then it analyzes your waste to measure
1: your digestive health, <laughs> and then it makes recommendations for dietary change suggestions. All right. Well, the question is: everyone wants to know. Is is it storing this securely on <laughs> the device? Ser- the secure enclave in yeah. toilet. Yeah. <laughs> the 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 um what is it? The uh, P one chip. <laughs> yeah. It would be that would store it in. Yeah, we use the P one chip to process all your fecal matter information securely, so no hackers can get to it. Yeah, I, I there's just... also a camera, so you can see. <laughs> oh God, no! <laughs> you can track your progress. <laughs>
0: Yeah, this Jeez. was just uh, too much for me. Do we have a
1: price on that? I mean, I'm assuming it's I'm a not, couple thousand nope. dollars. You don't want about it. Nope. Mm-mm. Wow. Yeah, this was, I mean, there was, I the know the presentation know was, was even There plentier. was the bath that was like starts at 16000 That did look cool. That but, actually like, looked awesome. There's a lot of bathroom products that get, that get smartified every year. Yeah, I think. Actually, um, I did see one cool thing uh, was a faucet yeah. that you can like ask your smart speaker. You know, uh, say, for example, you have a water bottle. You could say it filled a water bottle. I saw that. Automatically filled the water think, bottle with what the is right that? amount. Kohler, I want to say? I th- It might be Kohler. It could be another company, I too. remember
0: watching that on YouTube. It was actually... They made a lot of, like, reasonable products yeah. for sinks, for
1: bathrooms, for lights. They built in Alexa. There's definitely a lot of stuff them. where they, you're like, this is too far, but out of, like, maybe, the, say they released 100 products, I'd say about 60 to 70% of them are like, okay, I could yeah, see some use for this for remodeling. some people. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, again... This mean a lot of this stuff means you'd have to rip out whatever existing stuff you have, and if you're in an apartment, that's a little wasteful. Like renting, which a lot of people are, you, we can't do. You that. You just can't do that. So that's that's we I mean, could if, do that. You could do that. We would not get our, our landlord <laughs> Katie. Would you? Would you let us do that? Uh, if you're listening Excuse to this, me p- what? Yeah, let's just talk to our landlord for a second. No, all right. So yeah, that definitely the Toto toilet though. That that's a step too far. Smart bidets, smart toilets are one thing. But smart toilets that also is mixed with the you had me fit, a bit, butt basically, <laughs> like does it also tell you to do exercises <laughs> and monitor your heart rate while you're on the toilet? Or actually, yes, it probably does. All right, moving to the final things. Final thing I have, I'm actually sticking in the cosmetics category that I was in before, kind of. And this one, now there's some great things about it. It's it's by this company called Ninu, which I've never heard of before, and it's their smart perfume device. So right off the bat, I will applaud them on their attempts to be sustainable. They're using like recycled glass bottles, uh, sustainable ingredients, are 100% vegan. So some definitely some good things in there. But doesn't like most people just stick with one or two fragrances or colognes, and that's yeah. I've actually had the same cologne for like, right? like 10 years like, now. Like it's something people take pride in of having like the their smell, their right? smell, like, their identity. It's it is kind of like that. And maybe you have a couple one, like maybe you have one for going out and maybe you have one for more just everyday stuff or for I don't know, work. Right? I, I have I honestly don't know how or when I should
0: be using cologne. I just have
1: one cologne. I usually very rarely use it, right? It's, I I don't think I've ever used it. So but maybe there's more people who go out more and, you know, dress up more and are using it more often. And maybe they'd want it, but I don't know. This yeah, seems, what does this do? So it uses like, like the lipstick, it uses three cartridges. Oh, no. And it basically connects to an app. Oh, no. And it allows you to customize your fragrance. Oh, no. Yeah, exactly. It's pretty much exactly the same as the lipstick, but it's even less of a problem, I'd feel. I think what companies don't
0: realize is humans have this thing called decision fatigue, and these products just exacerbate that and bring it to a whole new level.
1: Yeah, and also, people only have so much... like. No, what? <laughs> just, 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 no. no, just, no. It's another thing that's cool. It's wow. I never knew that was a problem and it will be fade into oblivion. Okay. My final, final one thing here was be Samsung's good. TV eco packaging. Wait, their packaging is
0: techie or yeah, their packaging is techie. So first so want to sustainable. Give, it's sustainable. Uh, one thing I want to highlight is the Samsung galaxy upcycle. This okay. is where you can repurpose your old Galaxy oh, phones yeah, I for smart this, yeah.
1: Internet of Thing devices like a baby monitor. That's smart. That's brilliant. And then the, just the yeah, webcam. I know there actually was an app I saw that does this before, but it is really awesome to see. And I wish Apple would do this. I yeah, yeah. Recycling we might old, see this.
0: Yeah, I, I have a bunch of old phones. Like, they work fine. They're just so slow with all the new features. But if it did
1: one thing and yeah, did it really like well... Yeah, you could flash on a custom operating system on there yeah. that would would autom- take over use less resources and would just do that one thing super well beautiful that would be re- I- and that feels like something that's very apple so tangible they're all about sustainability i mean they do they do have a recycling program but it's such low prices that like who wants to no one does exactly yeah. so
0: uh for this the tv eco packaging this took it a step too far okay. because you can take 2 hours cutting up your tv box all folding right. it gluing it taping it then after 2 hours of labor You have a Samsung uh, branded cheap cardboard furniture piece. Just furniture or what? Uh, I think it's just
1: furniture. I think like coffee tables. I saw a couple of it. uh, You can make like a rocking horse too and like a kid's house. (laughs) Like It it was like a bunch of different things they went through making. And it it looks like I really want to also this is, you know, applauding Samsung for their creativity. They're trying to solve a problem where there is a ton. I mean, a ton, We were talking about we Apple. We were talking about Apple and Samsung shrinking down like the box size of their phones by not including a charger, yeah, right? Yeah. Imagine like how much cardboard goes into a TVs. Lot. Yeah. Right. Because each TV, you at least have two panels that are at least the same size of the TV or more. A box. Easily. But it has to be bigger. It has to be bigger. But I'm just saying, like, so take your average TV, how many TVs are sold each year, and then add double that because it's two sides of the box plus all the other cardboard and then all the waste that goes into it. Yeah, I applaud them for, for trying. trying to figure out, other than just recycling,
0: actually upcycling. I mean, I almost think keeping the box is more important because that's the only way I'm
1: aware of to safely transport TVs. Yeah, maybe if they made like a way that it could easily fold down something that you could store and then could fold back up to. That would be nice. I would take that. Yeah. But hey, I, they also, they did lessen the amount of inks and stuff they're putting on it, so that's, that's cool. That's nice. Like, that's an actual good benefit.
0: The boxes look really cool. I love the organic box look. That yeah.
1: That nice cardboard I aesthetic. I hope we more towards that. Like, why do we need all the, I mean, Printing, well, it's because of unboxing, so that's <laughs> why we're the we're blame. We're the problem. We're, gosh. No. We got to stop unboxings. Well, that, yeah, that about wraps it up for our best and worst of CES 2021, of course, is. Thousands of other products. I just want to mention this one more. I don't know where I'd put it. Whoa. But it was Hex Home Security. Okay. Uh, it monitors how human, how like the Wi Fi w- waves going through the house, it detects humans by seeing that the Wi Fi waves were disturbed. Does it detect other things like ghosts? Okay. I don't know about that. That's not, if <laughs> this isn't Ghostbusters here, but basically what it does is it can be home security. So if you're away from home, it can yeah. detect if someone's there and it has All levels yeah. of sensitivity. Okay. So if you have pets, you can set it to raise that, you know. We, somehow we missed. This was actually announced last year, and they have an integration with Linksys. That Linksys, you can actually for oh, a price, no you way. can add a ser- this service into your existing Wi-Fi router. So I don't know. It's also a bit of a scary thing too, where it reminds you just how like bathed in wireless signals we are, and it's probably everywhere. giving us cancer and all that other stuff. We're trying not to think about but it. But I think it enjoying. also is kind of a cool thing uh, that is, is a different approach to um, you know home security, and it also yeah, it's a standalone hub. Uh, they now announced this year that it comes with a hub, two cents units, and sells for $180. And the interesting thing is, is it can also integrate possibly with your security camera. So if you have a security camera, rather than waiting until that detects motion, this could actually detect motion in that area first and then trigger the security camera to start recording or something. Neat. I'll say that's very neat. Uh, that, right? Exactly. It's not the best, not the worst. It's in the neat category <laughs> for sure. Very appropriate. But, yeah, that was it. Any other final thoughts for CES 2021? That's it. I I missed the in person. Actually, well, we we were see this is also the thing for most people. This felt a very similar experience because there was like you know we've never been to CES. Yeah, we don't know the in person experience for tech journal, tech journalists that have gone like the past ten years. Yeah, this seems super weird to them. Well, what I miss more about it is I feel like the tech journalists that would go.
0: Would stop at these like niche booths of these smaller companies. I agree, right? A lot of the smaller companies got buried in the all online I, virtual. It was hard finding the niche products that you expect to see, and yeah. so I kind of missed that. And I liked seeing the pictures of people at the booths, the different hands-on with products. Yeah, like yeah. you never
1: re- you didn't actually get the feeling any of these products are physical or not. Like, yeah, are they yeah, in existence like, or are like the difference between a concept product and one that's actually there. You know, grabbing a, a cup off the out of the dishwasher or not. Or shattering it when it goes to try doing that, so then attacking its handler. Or whatever. I, I just missed that a little bit. Yeah. I wish well, maybe next year we could go. We did just move out to Colorado yeah, from the East Coast, closer. so it's only a drive away. Next year, come on, people, let's wear some masks so we can go to CES. Everyone, get razors, mask. We're yeah, it we, don't, on. we don't care about the, everyone dying. No, it's just so we can go to CES. That's <laughs> all we care about. Uh, yeah. So that's it for this year. Hopefully, you uh, liked our best and worst. If you had any that you saw uh, from the let news, let me actually let me know what you think of Bot Handy. I'm a thumbs up,
0: Gabe's a thumbs down.
1: I'm, a, I'm the Bot Handy, even the Bot Handy is
0: giving it a thumbs down right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's one it's hand. it's agreed. All right. Either way, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Pinch to Zoom podcast. If you enjoyed it, please give us a rating on Apple Podcasts. It really helps support the show. Share this episode with a friend. You can follow us at Pinch to Zoom pod on Twitter at Pinch to Zoom podcast on Instagram. I'm Stetson. I'm not handy Gabe. And we look forward to seeing you in the next episode.
1: Talking wireless. What is going to be re- more revolutionary in the next coming years? Ultra-wideband for, like, locating devices and stuff? You know how that works, right? Or 5G? Easily 5G.
0: Really? Oh, yeah, 100%. Okay. Groundbreaking. Yeah. Because I think
1: 5G as well. So that's,
0: <laughs> that's interesting. You wanted to have a nice discussion about that? Yeah.